you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. Do you guys remember the series that we are studying? This is the More Than Conqueror series and I believe that we are studying this at the very right time. And I know that God has been speaking to us and I know that God has been teaching us, giving us instruction and giving us direction on how to live as more than conquerors in this particular season when we are surrounded by enemies. The first thing that we learned in this series is the fact that God is for us. Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. We have to understand this, realize this, that if God is for us, then who can ever be against us? And knowing that will lay the foundation for our walk of victory in Christ Jesus. The second thing that we learned is that we have the gift of Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 8.32, If God the Father has given His own Son to us, His own begotten Son to us, you know, how much more will He not give everything else? So we believe that we've been given the gift of Jesus. And the person of Jesus is going to be a role model, is going to be the person leading us, guiding us in this battle against everything that the enemy is throwing at us. Because he is the one who walked ahead of us and he walked victoriously. And I truly believe that the more we engage with the person of Jesus, the more that we understand Jesus, the more that we know Jesus, the more you and I are going to walk in victory. The third thing that we learned are that that along with Jesus we have these mighty weapons that God has given us and we learned all the different mighty weapons one at a time and and I believe that you are putting those weapons on every morning it's not something that we have to learn once and forget go back and study them in detail and make sure to wear them every morning because this is what God gave you along with the person of Jesus because God gave us Jesus, we also have access to the salvation, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith and the breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth and every other weapon that God has given us. These are mighty weapons and very helpful for us in our battle against the enemy. And the week after that, we learned how the devil is disarmed at the cross and how we can do everything possible to make sure that the devil remains disarmed, that we don't give him a foothold, we don't give him a place of entry into our lives or our homes. And after that, we learned about the death of Jesus on the Good Friday service. And we learned how through the death of Jesus, we have victory, that the death of Jesus uh, brought for us, purchased for us a victory that we have and we cannot experience in, in anything else. The whole world may look at death as a defeat, especially the death of Jesus, because he was very young when he died. And yet the Bible says that because Jesus died, because he gave up his life, there were so many things that we experienced and we learned how we can be in union with the death of Jesus. The, the next topic that we studied is how the resurrection 
is very helpful for us and we learnt the uh, power that is available for us the grace that is available for us and we learnt what we need to do to continue to receive this grace that is available for us through the resurrection power of Jesus in the Holy Spirit is the active personality that is working in us the Bible says in John chapter 14 Jesus said hey this guy the Holy Spirit he is now with you but later he will be in you he was talking about how the Holy Spirit will have access and entry into our lives as soon as Jesus is resurrected from the grave and now we're gonna go into the next step so let's begin by reading this particular scripture from the book of Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3 the Bible says the son Jesus the son he radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command let me just rephrase that for you what it says is the son Jesus Christ he is the the perfect representation of God's glory do you want to see God's glory then you need to see the son Jesus do you want to see the full expression of God's love towards us then you need to see Jesus you're telling the Lord if only this will work out or if only that will work out or if only uh, you get this provision or this relationship works out then you will know truly that God is on your side and that God loves you I'm telling you don't wait on those external factors if you know Jesus if you have a revelation of Jesus then you have the full expression of who God really is that's what the Bible says it says and this Jesus he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command it is Jesus who sustains our life it is Jesus who sustains our churches our ministries it is Jesus who sustains our walk with God it is not because we are holy that we are able to walk with God it is because Jesus he is the one he who is sustaining everything by the mighty power of his command now let's read it further the same scripture it says when he had cleansed us from our sins he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven it says when he finished cleansing us from our sins when did that happen when Jesus died for us on the cross not just when he died but when he was resurrected from the grave that is when he cleansed us from our sins and then he took his blood to the altar in heaven and he went and paid the price for our sins and that is how he cleansed us from our sins and the Bible says when he had finished cleansing us from our sins he sat down like a high priest that has finished his work he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven so where is Jesus right now it's a Bible quiz question is Jesus in our hearts you know I, I, I hear people say that Jesus lives in my heart no it's the Holy Spirit that lives in our hearts is Jesus in our midst when we gather together no it is the presence of the Holy Spirit that comes when we gather where is Jesus seated right now he is right now seated 
at the right hand of the Father. That it says in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 that this is a place of honor. Right now, he is seated in a place of majesty. He is seated in a place of honor. He is seated in a place of authority. He is seated in a place of power. Now that is where we come to this topic that we are reading from in Romans chapter 8. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 34, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died and more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God. When Paul was teaching us how to be more than conquerors, Paul found it essential for us to know and remember that not only was this Jesus crucified, not only did Jesus rise up from the dead, but beyond that, he is now seated at the right hand of God. He found it very necessary that we remember and realize that aspect. Now, if you have to ask me what does this represent that is what we're going to study the whole of this morning the right hand of God that is what I have titled this morning's uh, word you know if you read the scriptures we will see that this is a, a, a prophecy by David in the Old Testament in Psalm 110 and verse 1 the Bible says the Lord said to my Lord sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Who is this two lords in the same scripture? One is the father and the second is Jesus. Both the lords, the L is capital, which is two different personalities that the Bible is talking about. And here the father is telling the son Jesus saying, so you have to sit at my right hand till the right time till your enemies are made a footstool under your foot uh, and and if you see this particular scripture is repeated throughout scripture throughout the word jesus quoted the scripture to the pharisees and the sadducees later on in the book of hebrews apostle paul or whoever wrote hebrews quoted the same scripture in hebrews chapter 1 and later on saying jesus he actually sat at the right hand of the father it was a fulfillment of this prophetic word that David wrote in the Old Testament saying Jesus once he has finished his cleansing work he is going to be seated at the right hand of the father now let's see the fulfillment of it uh, actually mentioned by the the gospel writer Mark in Mark chapter 16 and verse 19 the Bible says when the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them he was taken up into heaven and he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. Who is this who is writing? This is one of the disciples of Jesus. His name is Mark. And he's talking about how this was the conclusion of the book of Mark. You know, he begins with how Jesus began to minister. It leads to the death of Jesus. And after the death of Jesus, how he rose again. And after he rose again for 40 days, the Bible talks about how Jesus appeared to his disciples and he talked to them and he, and he taught them and he uh, in, instructed them on certain things about how to wait on God after this season, what to pray for, where to pray, all of those details. And then once he had finished talking with them, 
when he finished teaching them, when he finished giving them everything that they needed to sustain them on earth, the Bible says when he finished his work here on earth, it says he was taken up into heaven. And we read that story in the book of Acts chapter 1, how Jesus was like having a normal conversation with his disciples and all of a sudden they were on, on, on the mountain called Mount of Olives and all of a sudden Jesus started ascending into heaven and they saw it with their literal physical eyes how Jesus was being taken up and this is what Mark says he says hey I saw something that others did not see and I know something that others don't necessarily understand he said this Jesus who was taken up he went to heaven and he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. You know, when Jesus met Mary right after the resurrection, he told Mary, I have to go and appear before my father. I have to go and meet him. But that did not finish. The story did not finish there. He, after meeting the father, he came back on the earth and he continued to minister to the disciples for 40 days. But after he was done with his ministry on earth, he went and he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand, at the Father's right hand. Let's uh, read another scripture. This is Jesus speaking to the guys that are drilling him, that are trying him just before his crucifixion. The Bible talks about this in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 64. Jesus replied, you have said it and in the future you will see the son of man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Jesus is now predicting the future. He's saying, guys, now I am in chains and you're about to crucify me. But let me tell you what is going to happen in future, in the future. In the future, you are going to see with your own eyes. What I'm telling you this morning, what I'm teaching you this morning, this is something that you and I are going to witness in the future. We couldn't witness the physical death of Jesus. We couldn't witness the resurrection of Jesus. But this thing we are going to witness. The Bible says that in the future, we will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand. And what will he be doing? And he will be coming on the clouds of heaven. I have always seen these images and pictures of Jesus returning back to earth. And the Bible uh, does give us enough evidence of how he will be coming on the clouds and everything. And yet in this place, it says that he will not be standing, but he will be seated when he comes down. We've always imagined him to be standing and with his hands up high. But I truly believe that this is the image that we will see. This is the person that we will see. We will see Jesus seated in the place of power at God's right hand when he comes back the next time. And this is a prediction about how Jesus will come. And as soon as the disciples saw this, we would see that they started proclaiming this. You know, today when we preach the gospel to people, we only talk about how their sins can be forgiven and they can be uh, filled with the Holy Spirit and how they can just 
have blessings in their life and all those things. But the disciples, the apostles in the first century church, when they preached the gospel, they preached this doctrine of how Jesus is right now seated at the right hand of the Father. You would see this in Acts chapter 2 and verse 33. It says, this is the first gospel sermon that was ever preached, okay? And Peter is preaching on the day of Pentecost and he says, now Jesus, he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you see and you hear today. This is Apostle Paul preaching, Apostle Paul teaching the people who want to be saved. And he's saying, this Jesus that we are talking about, he, he spoke to us, he taught us for 40 days, and now he is seated at the right hand of the Father. When he was seated at the right hand of the Father, he received the gift of the Holy Spirit from the Father. And from the right hand of the Father, he poured it out upon us. And that is what you are seeing and witnessing today. You know, Jesus also predicted this in the book of John chapter 7. He said, there will come a day when rivers of living water will come out of your belly. And the next verse, John chapter 7, verse 39, he says, that had not yet happened. That was speaking about the Holy Spirit, but that had not yet happened because Jesus was not yet glorified. That Jesus had not yet taken his place of honor at God's right hand. And this was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2, when Jesus was seated in the place of honor at God's right hand. The Bible says, God the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us just as you see and hear today. The fact that you and I have the presence of the Holy Spirit today is a testimony, is a witness to the fact that Jesus is right now seated at the right hand of the Father. He is seated at a place of honor. He is seated in a place of power. The only one time that the Bible talks about how Jesus is not seated, but he is standing at the right hand of the Father, is the story of uh, this first century church martyr called Stephen. Let's read that particular scripture, Acts chapter 7 and verse 54. The Bible says, the Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation. Why? Because Stephen was preaching the gospel to them. And when Stephen was preaching the gospel to them, they felt that Stephen was accusing them. You know, if this word that I'm preaching to you, if this word is causing you to repent and change, awesome. That means that this is doing a good job on you. But if it is uh, creating accusations and condemnation in your head, then that's not a good sign. And that was what these guys experienced when Stephen was preaching the word to them. And it's very necessary that we take the word of God uh, as we would take good food. You know, even when it doesn't always taste good to us in our mouth, we know that it is going to be beneficial to our body. And these guys, they couldn't take the taste of the food that Stephen was serving them. And they, the Bible says they were infuriated by Stephen's accusation and they shook their fists at him in rage. But Stephen 
He was full of the Holy Spirit and he gazed steadily into heaven and he saw the glory of God and he saw Jesus. In this particular scripture, it says he was standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. The next verse it says, and he told them, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man is standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Now, let me just revise what we already learned today. We learned how Jesus, when he cleansed us from our sins, he went and he sat down in a place of honor at God's right hand. Now, that's a place that the Father gave him. The Father told him that once you do all these things, still the time comes for your enemies to be under your footstool. You have to sit at the place of honor at my right hand. Jesus said the same thing. He said, hey, you know what? Right now you're about to crucify me, but in the future you're going to see me coming down, seated in the place of honor at God's right hand. And then Apostle Mark, he wrote about this in Mark chapter 16, how after Jesus finished teaching them, he was taken up into the heaven and he is right now seated at the right hand of the Father. And then Peter preached in Acts chapter 2 saying, at the right hand of the Father, Jesus is seated in that place of honor and from that place, he poured out the Holy Spirit upon us, right? Now, we see the only time that Jesus says, it's not right for me to be seated. I cannot be seated at this site. See, even at the second coming of Jesus, he will be seated, right? I taught you that. I showed you that scripture. At all points after the resurrection, after he was taken up, he is seated at the right hand of the Father. But there is one place, the Bible says, when Stephen's enemies were hurting him, when Stephen's enemies were causing pain to him, the Bible says Jesus was no longer seated. Jesus decided to stand up. Jesus decided to say, hey, wait, 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 wait. I can no longer be seated when my son down there is being stoned. Now is the time that I stand up. You know, it's like this. If the prime minister is seated along with his cabinet and the prime minister stands up, everybody else would automatically stand up. And I think that when Jesus stood up in heaven, the whole of heaven would have stood up along with Jesus. All the ones that are seated on thrones with their crowns and all these amazing angels and beings in heaven, everybody would pay attention to the fact that Jesus has right now stood up from his place of honor. The only time that Jesus stands up from his place, from his rest, is the time when he sees that you and I, my dear friends, you and I are going through persecution. When he sees that the enemy is trying to take you down, the Bible says that Jesus will no longer be seated. He will stand up to fight for you. He will stand up to speak a word over you. He will stand up to intercede for you. He will stand up to make sure that you get to your destiny safe and sound. So my dear friends, I know that we are in a season where we are surrounded by enemies. Stones are being thrown at us. We are being locked down. We are being pressurized. 
We are being challenged on every nook and corner. But can I just remind you what is happening in heaven right now? You may not see it. You may not understand it. But right now, Jesus is standing up for you. If you are hurting right now this morning, let me tell you, Jesus is not resting. He is not sleeping. He is not in a state of slumber. He is standing up. He is standing up to speak a word of you. You know, Stephen said this, he says, I see heavens open above me. Let me declare this over you, my dear friend, wherever you are. If, if you are facing insults because of the name of Jesus, I declare, let heavens open up above you this morning in the name of Jesus. If you are going through problems, trials, persecutions because you want to keep your faith strong in Jesus, let me tell you this, this morning, heavens are opening above you and Jesus is no longer seated for you, my friend. He is standing for you. He's standing up for you. He is going to speak a word for you and he is about to battle for you and he is about to fight on your behalf. Now that I have given you this promise from the Lord, it's necessary that I teach you a couple of scriptures from the Old Testament of what is possible with the right hand of God. Now that Jesus is at the right hand of God the Father, we have to know what is possible with the right hand of God? Let's read out these scriptures, okay? We're going to go through them a little faster than the previous scriptures. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 12. It says, You raised your right hand and the earth swallowed our enemies. So every one of these scriptures are promises over you. Do you have enemies? Do you have viruses fighting you? Do you have joblessness fighting you? Do you have relationship struggles? Do you have whatever issues that are standing up against you? Let me tell you this. When Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, it's, it's like this. I want you to visualize this, okay? Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And it says in verse 12 of Exodus chapter 15, that he raised his right hand. So in other words, when Jesus stands up, that is equivalent to the Father raising his right hand. And it says when he raises his right hand, when Jesus stands up for you, he doesn't even have to speak anything. He doesn't even have to tell the angels to do something for him, for you. It says just the fact that he has raised up or he has stood up on your behalf. The Bible says the earth uh, is going to swallow our enemies. Somebody say this out. The earth is about to swallow my enemies. The earth is about to swallow my sleeplessness. The earth is about to swallow my lack of provisions. The earth is about to swallow my depression. The earth is about to swallow every sickness that I'm struggling in my body. The earth is about to swallow my pain. It may be emotional pain. It may be relational pain. Everything. The earth is about to swallow them. Why? Because I see in, that on the right hand of the Father that my Jesus is standing up for me. That the right hand of God is raised up on my behalf and when the right hand is raised up the earth will swallow up our enemies the next verse it says in exodus chapter 15 and verse 6 your right hand O lord is glorious in power your right hand O lord it smashes the enemy this morning 
Every time we hear the word your right hand, the right hand of God, the Father, we are talking about Jesus. We are talking about the authority of Jesus. We are talking about the position of Jesus. We are talking about what Jesus is doing for us this morning. This is how we can be more than conquerors because of the fact that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. It's necessary. Sometimes we overlook these scriptures in the Bible. We just talk about the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus and we forget the remaining things. But I'll tell you this, the current positional authority that Jesus has as seated on the right hand of the Father, that is way too precious for us to miss. The Bible says, your right hand, O Lord, it is glorious in power. You know, when I was reading the scriptures and I was preparing to preach, I usually sit down and record the sermon but when I was reading the scriptures I felt that the Lord is going to be seated on the stage along with me and I, I felt that it wouldn't be right for me to be seated when the Lord is seated and I believe that he is seated in your homes he's he's right there next to you he is reigning and ruling above your struggles and problems this morning and he it says he is glorious in power and that his right hand it's smashes the enemy every enemy you have it is being smashed right now the enemies that couldn't be swallowed they are being smashed in the name of Jesus may his glorious power that goes out from his right hand let it be made manifest on your behalf in the mighty name of Jesus the Bible says in the book of Psalms chapter 18 and verse 35 you have given me your shield of victory your right hand it supports me and your help has made me great the psalmist is saying I have the shield of victory what is my shield of victory is it the masks that I wear? Is it the uh, hand sanitizers that I use? I, I'm not against masks and uh, hand sanitizers. You should do them. If you're going out into the public for whatever use, make sure to use those precautions. But the shield of victory that we have this morning is the right hand of the Father, that is Jesus himself. It says the shield of victory that we have in this season is the right hand of God. And that right hand, it, it says it supports me. This morning, this right hand of the Father, this Jesus who is standing up for you, who is seated at the right hand of the Father, he is there so that he can support you, so that he can make you great. He is preparing you for greatness. He is preparing to take you into greatness. So be prepared for that. That's what the Bible says. Let's go into the next scripture. It says, you will capture all your enemies. Your strong right hand will seize all who hate you. His right hand. will capture all his enemies and it will seize all who hate him. So there are enemies out there that are God's enemies. You know, the enemies that are fighting you, they are also God's enemies because if they are fighting you, I'm telling you that they are automatically targeting God. And they, if they are targeting God, if they are God's enemies, they are being captured this morning as you come under the sound of my voice. Every enemy that is fighting you this season they are being captured not only are they being captured they are being seized they are being brought together and made sure that they don't have any more effect upon you the bible says in psalms 48 and verse 10 
as your name deserves, O God, you will be praised to the ends of the earth. Your strong right hand, it is filled with victory. This is a season when the Bible says we will be filled with victory. When we understand the revelation of the right hand of the Father, the right hand of God, it will not just be one or two victories. It will be a season of victories. We will be filled with victories. There will be an overflow of victories. That's why we call it more than conquerors. We will not just be conquerors. We will be more than conquerors. We will be filled with victory because we have access to the right hand of God the Father. Amen. The next scripture the Bible says in Psalms 63 and verse 8. He says, I cling to you, Lord. Your strong right hand, it holds me securely. Your strong right hand, your strong right hand, it holds me securely. Are you feeling insecure this morning? Are you feeling out of place this morning? Are you feeling less confident this morning? Are you feeling like you may lose your cool any point? Are you feeling like you're the ground underneath you is shaking and, and that you don't have any firm footing? The Bible says, His strong right hand, it holds me securely. This is the place at which Jesus is seated. And because we have a relationship with Jesus, we have security. We are held securely and all we need to do is we need to continue to cling to his right hand because it says I cling to you and your strong right hand it holds me and it holds me securely amen the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10 don't be afraid wherever you are in this season don't be afraid you may hear a lot of news in this season News that tell you that they are firing everybody at work. But the Lord says, don't be afraid. You will hear a lot of news that this pandemic has reached your locality. It has reached your area. It's okay. The Lord says, still, don't be afraid. For I am with you. What they don't understand and what the virus doesn't know yet is the fact that I am with you. And so don't be discouraged for I am your God. Don't be discouraged for I am with you and I am your God. And what will I do? I will strengthen you and I will help you. Then I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. It says, First, this right hand of mine, it, has, it is glorious, it is filled in victory, it is powerful and it has the capacity to smash your enemies and it has the capacity to swallow your enemies and, and it has the capacity to seize your enemies and yet what I'm now going to do is I'm going to now lay this right hand upon you and I'm going to strengthen you to be able to fight your own enemies. I'm going to strengthen you and then I will help you. First, I will strengthen you in your weakness. I will keep my right hand upon you and I will strengthen you. And then I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. That's what God is promising you, that he is going to hold you up. His right hand is going to lift you up. His right hand is going to keep you above your situations and above your circumstances. I pray that all of these scriptures, you will just meditate on it during the course of this week because they will bring life to you. They will bring more revelations to you and you, you have to make it your protection. God's word, God's voice is our protection in this season. So now that we've understood 
that we are protected by the right hand of God. Now that we have understood the position of Jesus at the right hand of God, there are three things that I want to bring to your attention. Three things that we have to do in this season to remain under the right hand of God, to remain at the right hand of God, to remain attached to the promises that is available for us at the right hand of God because of the right hand of God, because of the fact that Jesus is seated and sometimes even standing at the right hand of God the Father. Now these are the instructions from the Lord that I want you to remember and practice over this next one week. It is good to have promises from God. It's good to say I receive and celebrate everything that God is offering us but it's also necessary to ask how do we sustain this? How can we remain in this place of protection and provision? How, what can we do to make sure that we are uh, covered at all times? What can we do to make sure that we are having access to this great power from God? So now we are in the New Testament and the Bible says about this in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 19. This is Apostle Paul again teaching us about the right hand of God. It says, I also pray that you, you, you my dear friend, wherever you're watching from, you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This morning, wherever you are seated and wherever you're watching me from, I want you to understand the incredible greatness of God's power that is available for you. It says, this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and he, it, this power seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. So what? Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else not only in this world but also in the world to come paul is giving us a glimpse of the positional authority of jesus and he's saying that jesus he is seated right now at the right hand of the father so he's above all the rulers and authority not just in this world but also in the world to come and it says in verse 22, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things. And read the last line with me, for the benefit of the church. Isn't that crazy? It says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and he, he he's he has access and dominion and authority and, and, and all this power and glory for the benefit of the church. Huh, I, that makes me feel special. I would want to think that all of this is because Jesus did a fantastic job on the cross. I would want to think that this is because Jesus lived a sinless, pure life on earth and God the Father is rewarding Jesus. No, no, no. This Bible says that Jesus is right now seated at the right hand of the Father for the benefit of the church. It is for your benefit. Somebody type your name out and say it is for, it is for the benefit of Priji. Write it out. Leave it in the comments and say this is for my benefit. It is for my benefit that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. It goes on to say in the second chapter of Ephesians and verse 6. The Bible says, Now that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. 
in the same way that Jesus was raised from the dead and he was seated at the right hand of the Father, we who were spiritually dead, the Lord raised us up. Ephesians 2 verse 6 it says for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and he seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. I pray and I hope that you already got the revelation. Let me just quickly rewind from the beginning. We started by studying how the sun is the full display of God's glory and how he is right now seated at the right hand of the Father. And we saw what he's doing at the right hand of the Father, how he is pouring his Holy Spirit upon us and how he stands up when we are attacked by our enemies. And we saw all the promises concerning the right hand of the Father. And now here in Ephesians chapter 1 and 2, Paul says, because Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, because he is now seated for your benefit, what has he done to you? He has raised you up from wherever you are and he has made you sit at his right hand. I want us to visualize this, okay? Let's say that the Father is standing here or the Father is seated here. If Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and if you are seated with Jesus, where are you seated? You are seated at the right hand of Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Now you are no longer seated in Hormawagra. You are no longer seated in your situations, in your problems, in your challenges, in your trials. Now you are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms because you are united with Christ Jesus. So what is the first thing that God wants us to do? He wants us to remain in union with Jesus. Because the more that we are in union with Jesus, the more we will experience the authority that is available for us of being seated at the right hand of the Father. You know, I've seen people talk about this and they say, hey, I am seated with Christ in heavenly places without realizing the fact that it is conditional to the fact that you be in union with Jesus, that you be one with Jesus. If we are not one with Jesus, if we are not abiding in him, if we are not abiding in his word, if you are not connected to the wine, how can we be seated at the right hand of the Father? How can we be seated with Christ in heavenly places? That's the first thing that God wants us to remember this morning, that we be united with Christ Jesus, that we be in, in union with Christ Jesus. This next seven days, till the next Sunday, I want you to make it a practice every morning to wake up and say, Lord, am I abiding in the wine? Am I one with Jesus? Am I... Is there anything that is separating me from my devotion to Jesus? What is it that is stopping my love for the Lord? Am I one with Him? What is that one desire in my heart that is, that is trying to fight the, the work of God, the person of God in my life? Help me to change and, and be back in my union with Christ Jesus. Because as long as I am united with Christ Jesus, I will be seated with him in heavenly places. And as long as I'm seated with him in heavenly places, I can have access to all the authority that Jesus has access to because he is seated there for my benefit. That's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1. 
The second thing that he wants you to do is in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. Let's read it out together wherever you are in your homes. If you're reading it with your families, read it along with me. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in place of honor at God's right hand. And it says in verse 2, Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. So the second thing, it says, since you are now seated with Christ, okay, now that you understand that because of a union with Christ, you are also seated with Christ at the right hand of God the Father, it is very necessary that you set your sight on things of heaven, on the realities of heaven, that you are constantly thinking about the things of heaven, not about the things of the earth. So in this next one week, you will be very tempted to keep a watch on what is happening on the news. You will be very tempted to scroll your social media feed and, and be updated about what your friends are doing and not doing during their quarantine. Uh, you may be very tempted to try and uh, be updated about everything that is going on around the world. And the Bible says, hey, you have to in this season, in this season, in this season, because you know that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places, you have to set your your sight on the realities of heaven you have to read the word to understand what happens in heaven you have to read the word to know what are the things of heaven and the more you see it the more you meditate on it and the more you think about things of heaven and not on the things of earth that is the second instruction from the Lord the first is that you remain in union with him you remain one with him the second is that you have to change what you're meditating upon you have to change what you're thinking about. You have to change what you're, what you're watching. You have to change what you're listening in this season of life. The third thing that we want you to remember is this instruction from the book of Revelation chapter 1 and verse 20. The Bible says, This is the meaning of the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches now we are seeing a vision of Jesus John the Apostle is seeing a vision of Jesus and he says I saw Jesus had seven stars where in his right hand okay now it says these seven stars were the seven angels of the seven churches the angels are like the pastors or the leaders of these seven churches and the Bible says these seven stars are in the right hand of Jesus. They are in the right hand of Jesus. And the Bible says in verse 17, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 17, John, he says, When I saw him, when I saw this Jesus, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But this is what he did. But he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid i am the first and i am the last so what is the picture that we get to see here the right hand of jesus has the pastors or the leaders of these seven churches that john is writing to and when john had this revelation of jesus that fear caused him to just fall on his face and then what did jesus do jesus he placed his right hand on john but 
What does the Bible say? The right hand of Jesus has the pastors or the leaders or the angels of these seven churches. So in the third instruction that, that the Lord is giving us this morning is that in this season, we have to remain submitted to the right hand of God. And who is at the right hand of God? The pastors that God has appointed over your life. The fathers that God has appointed over your life. The elders in your churches, in your ministries, wherever you are part of. The pastors that God has appointed. or The shepherds that God has appointed. The teachers of God's word that God has appointed over your life. They are on the right hand of God. And it is necessary that you remain submitted. Can you imagine this Apostle John? If there is one man who doesn't have to submit to anybody else's authority, it is Apostle John because he's the oldest living disciple of Jesus and the greatest apostle on planet Earth at that time. This is towards the time when he was almost 90 year old when he is writing this. And the Bible says he fell down and the right hand of Jesus came upon him. And then Jesus explains to him what was on his right hand. He says in verse 22, my right hand, it contained, it has, I'm carrying the seven angels of these seven churches. So when you humbled yourself to me, what you were also necessarily doing is you are humbling yourself before these leaders, before these pastors. You know, it's very easy for us to humble ourselves before God in the privacy of a room. But it's very hard for us to open up to our pastors, to our mentors and to our leaders and humble ourselves before them and let them see our vulnerability, let them see our nakedness and let them help us and correct us. It is very hard for us to do that. And in this season, the Lord is calling us to a place where we are going to be humble and we are going to be surrendered to our leaders. It's very, very hard. For us to experience what is at the right hand of God, if we are not very, if we are not ready to submit to our pastors and to our leaders. So, what are the three things that we learned today? The three things that we need to do to remain at the right hand of God. The first is that we remain in union with Jesus. The second is that we set our sight and we set our mind on things of heaven. The third is that we submit. We come under the authority of pastors and fathers and leaders that God has blessed us with. Let me finish with this encouragement that uh, John receives from Jesus when he was submitted to these elders. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 18, Jesus is speaking to John. He says, I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and the grave this morning wherever you are let me remind you that Jesus he is alive and he's alive forevermore and he holds the keys of death and grave so unless he says it is time it is not time unless he says it is over it is not over Jesus holds the final keys in his hands and the way that we can access those keys, that we can use those keys, is if we also are in union with this Jesus. Is if we are tuning our mind and our thoughts and our, our eyes to the realities of heaven. And if we are in submission to the stars, to the angels that are in the right hand of Jesus. When we submit, then we will experience this great authority that Jesus exercises over the world around us because he holds the keys of death and the grave. 
Come on, just lift your hands wherever you are and let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for this beautiful morning. We thank you for the revelation of your word. Every time your word comes, Lord, it blows our mind. It, it brings us to a place of surrender. It brings us to a place of acknowledging how great you are, how awesome you are. Because Jesus, right now, you finished your work on the cross and you were resurrected from the grave. And now, after teaching everything that we need to know, you were taken up to heaven and you were seated at the right hand of the Father. And your word teaches us how we see you standing up for us whenever we are faced with persecution, whenever we are faced with enemies, that whenever we are surrounded, you stand up for us, Lord. And your word also teaches us that you will smash our enemies every time you stand up, you will swallow our enemies, that every time you stand up, you will capture and seize our enemies, Lord, that every time that you stand up, you will not only strengthen us, but you will help us because of the power, because of the glorious might of your arm, because you are seated at the place of power at the right hand of the Father. And right now, we release that power over our situations and our circumstances. We release that power over every person that is listening and hearing me this morning and watching me this morning and are sick and are unable to get up out of their bed. In the name of Jesus, we speak, rise up out of your bed and walk. May this power of God, may this right hand power of God be released by your bedside. Wherever God's people are, everybody that is struggling, everybody that is in pain, may the power of God come to their rescue right now in Jesus' name. May your breathing trouble be lifted up. Every asthma attack over your life be cancelled in Jesus' name. You shall not go back into taking that puffs anymore in Jesus' name. Everything, everything. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You do not have to be defeated anymore. You do not have to be succumbing to the words and the, and the ways of the world anymore. Because Jesus says that he has the keys. He says that he has the keys for death and grave. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you above Father. We thank you, precious Jesus. This morning, we receive everything that you have in store for us. And we vow that for the next one week, we will be in union with you. That we will set our mind our, on things of heaven. We will set our desires on things of heaven. We will set our sights on the realities of heaven and not on the realities of the earth. And we declare, we vow that we will submit to our fathers, we will submit to our pastors, we will submit to the elders and the teachers that you have appointed for us so that we can remain submitted to your right hand in this season. We thank you for speaking to us. We thank you for revealing your heart towards us. We give you all praise, glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. We would love for you to be a guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website, dreamingrevival.com.